0: Welcome everyone, we have at the beginning, this is Hashem Shalom B'ayi's share number 405. We're going to talk today about one of the first steps to enhance your marriage and to change your perspective on it to more happier and healthier way, in a positive way, is to change your mindset. To change your mindset, the way it works, Baruch Hashem, with the brain, we know this from the Torah but science just discovered it, of course, about neuroplasticity, where we have channels in the brain that the brain can actually change patterns of behaviors. And the key really is, is that many, many people, many couples, find themselves settling for their present situation because they don't realize that it could be any different or any better. They think that... This is a ma- this is what marriage is. They don't realize that they're living in a surviving mo- mode when they could be thriving. And they may be conscious of that dissatisfaction that they feel, but they don't know why they're dissatisfied. Sometimes it's because the husband spends too much time away from home, not invested in the home and in the family and in his wife. The wife sometimes could be acting needy, and they they basically assume. That it's That's what normal part of marriage is. They see other people functioning that way. You know, that it's uh, not always a, 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 bowl, a bowl of cherries. You know, whatever it is, it's not always great. And they just settle on it. And the real key is, is that even if your marriage is functioning, there's definitely always room for improvement. There's always ways that it could get better. And... Before you can improve, you need to understand what you need to improve, obviously. So the first thing to do is to cultivate and to have a right mindset. And your perception of your spouse and your marriage will affect the way you treat each other. And like we spoke about in previous shiurim, often, the recognition of knowing that you are different, that men and women are inherently different. And that even though, you know, we said things that seem to be generalizations, and sometimes it doesn't apply by every man and every woman, but a lot of it does. And very often, as an example, women need to realize how men behave differently. And very often their manner of behaving and interacting is not something they choose. It's not something they're even aware of. It's part of their nature and what's very important when i say this is that does not mean they don't have free will to become better of course they could always become better but there's still something wired in a man's nature that they're not even aware of of their the way they they interact the way they feel the way they think and the same idea with a woman husband sometimes doesn't understand his wife's desire to be the center of her spouse's life very often it's unusual very often, from the male perspective, that way. Generally speaking, of course, it's not always that way. But very often, a woman, a wife, when she gets married, she expects and she desires and she wants to be the center of her husband's attention. From the male perspective, very often, it's not necessarily that desire is not so strong that their wife should be the cent- You know, that that should be the center of, 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 of. of their attention. But the idea being is when one understands each other, and to understand that marriage is not always a smooth ride. There will be turbulence. But if you understand their natures, your whole mindset will change and your marriage will get a lot better. And others went, for example, when women when men learn, the husbands learn that very often when their wives complain, they're they're not trying to complain their expressions deep down of feeling emotionally distant or not being taken into consideration. And when a husband understands this and addresses their wife's anxiety and they're calm and and they're calm about it and they relate that way, it could, it could, it could transform a marriage. And very often, um, you know, Men, women, uh, if they don't talk to each other, they think they're the only ones that are dealing with this. Men also, if they don't talk to each other or, or, or they don't go to shiurim on this or they don't realize that it's, it's universal, it's a revelation to them, a revelation that their struggles in marriage are normal, are normal because it is, uh, a lot of it is, besides working on overall me dice, is the difference between the male-female nature. There's no question about it. And to, for the relationship to work in an optimal way, each spouse needs to try to first understand each other, to realize that each one's needs are, they need very different things. And once you realize that, it is the road to begin a happier, more fulfilling marriage. That's what you're, you are yearning for in your core, uh, 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 you know, nishama. What you really yearn for is something different than what your spouse will 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 want. In general terms, we went through this in several previous shiurim, that women need often to feel love, which is affection, in order to have healthy self-esteem by giving them attention and by giving them that affection, that warm emotional warmth that they need. A man, a husband, on the other hand, generally speaking, needs to feel respected, admired, that prestige, to know that his wife trusts him, that that his wife can rely on him. So very often, that knowing about that and trying to fulfill that need, even if it may not be your need, and you work towards that 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 really, really transforms marriage. It really you you don't personalize anymore when your husband or wife is upset, you realize that there's a deeper need there that once you fill it, things calm down. So as an example for to understand this, let's say a husband. Um, comes home generally seven o'clock and um sometimes seven fifteen seven thirty and so but when he when he comes home after seven thirty from work, his wife gets upset and sometimes she complains and sometimes she would greet him with a very upset face and she would ask him Why are you home so late and the husband is says, You know I had things to do in the office I wasn't twirling my thumbs. It was a hectic day, and there was emergencies, and I had to take care of things. So the wife asks, you know, don't you realize I'm here waiting for you? And the husband will say, that's nice, but when things come up, I can't just drop everything. And the wife says, well, then you need to call me and tell me that you're running late. So he is feeling nagged. So the, the initial reaction is that the husband will think that his wife is not being rational. That, you know, she's not being rational. She, on the other hand, is feeling that he's not considering her feelings. She's He's inconsiderate. And it doesn't get resolved. But what is really going on here? What is the panemius? What is the underlying thoughts behind here? She, the wife, is anxious to see her husband after an entire day. And she's expecting deep inside a core desire that he's looking forward to see her. And if for some reason he couldn't make it on time, he would call and tell her he would be late, I'm sorry, and explain it. He, on the other hand, didn't feel that necessary desperation to see his wife in the same way. He loves his wife very, very much. But it's not an essential need on any given particular night that I need to see her 7.30 versus 8 versus 8.15. That's just his makeup. He loves her dearly. But that's not his makeup. So both of them feel that they're victims. And the real reality is, is that if you understand each other's needs, and you are humble about it, and there's some type of unconditional love that comes here, to say, you know, they may seem to me that they're overreacting, but understanding their nature better, uh, I, you know, I, I need to be more considerate. And if they understand each other's nature she would not feel so hurt and may have not overreacted and her husband wouldn't get annoyed because he would understand that she has that need um, you know to, to 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 for her husband to look to to, to to look forward that her husband comes and communicates with her so the idea being the husband for example he may not need have an intrinsic need to communicate with his wife when he gets home from work uh, uh, uh you know right away He may love her dearly, but it's not a strong need for him. But he needs to understand, if it's a need for his wife, that he needs to take that time with his wife and make that effort for her sake. And, you know, it takes humility. Humility is, is let's say he knows he's running late from work. He gives her a call or a text message or whatever. I love you very much. I'll be there as soon as I can. Something came up. I'm sorry. Even that alone calms her down. She feels he's paying attention to her. he feel, She feels that he loves her. And she feels not, not ignored. She doesn't feel neglected because he is taking that step. So, But the idea behind this, though, is on the woman's side, as an example, he should try to do this, of course, but not to assume that their husbands don't care enough to pay attention to them. But rather... Yes, they are very focused, they're very hardworking, they're trying to support the family, they love their wives, they love their family, they want to fulfill their needs, and that's why he's working so hard. And that's why he's so preoccupied, and that's why he doesn't designate as much time as he should with his wife. And of course, they both can improve on things, but the being done l'kaf the humility of understanding each other's nature, a husband being sensitive to his wife's emotional needs and realize that he needs to commit to become a dedicated husband, which is not just being a good provider, but also that she needs his attention. He, she needs his affection. She needs his appreci- appreciation. So this is an idea that really, really uh, resonates and it's important to do and to understand each other's nation, uh, nature. Now, one things very, very interesting, here's an example. A very classic example to explain what we're trying to explain over here about changing your mindset that could deeply affect your marriage in the most positive ways. So here is an example. You have here where um, both husband and, you know, they go to bungalow colony. Let's give that as an example. They go to a bungalow colony. So the husband works very, very hard. We're not talking about, you know, You know, sometimes you have these issues where they just float around. That he's really, really working. Comes back Sunday night and and Monday morning he has to be at his office. And he works till Thursday night late. Sometimes he has to leave Friday. He works really, really hard. He's coming back. He's driving Friday afternoon back to the Bungalow colony. He's thinking to himself, I'm exhausted. I'm wiped out. I want to get rest. This weekend, I want to chill while I'm there. I want to take it easy and i want to unwind and which means in his head that his wife will watch the kids she on the other hand she feels the whole week she has these little kids running around some of the older ones may be in day camp for a few hours but the toddlers and the young you know the the ones that are too young for day camp and she has the sole responsibility for the kids the entire week so she feels i need to rest and when my husband comes, he needs to take over so I could rest. Now, the truth is, they are both 100% right. They both have that need. And, and you know, when you go to a, a, a RUV or someone that, you know, understands both sides of it, and you ask them what his opinion is, who should what should happen, of course, the answer would be is to meet midway. A husband needs to consider that his wife must be exhausted. I'm exhausted too, husband, but my wife is also exhausted. From taking care of the children the entire week by herself so he needs to look for ways to help her get a little rest wife at the same time realizes i am exhausted but my husband's also exhausted from working and commuting, and she should look for ways to help him get a little rest when you have that perspective they'll both help each other work on a compromise work on a midway thing I'll take care of the kids now. You need to lay down, go down, lay down. And then you switch out, Switch around. You figure something out. And that really, truly helps tremendously in, in enhancing the marriage. That change in mindset by understanding each other's natures and by understanding the consideration one needs to have for each other in a marriage. Um, one example also, um, this Rabbi Aaron Lane mentions in his book... And very insightful book, that he says his own personal story. One of the things in marriage that's a contention is the driving styles. He, he said that he, uh, he drives f- quicker, he has good driving skills, meaning he's safe, but some people are uncomfortable the way he drives because he drives somewhat quicker, he knows how to navigate, and his wife says that it makes her feel unsafe and nervous, you know, I get nuts in my stomach when you're driving. And he asked her, do you trust me? He, and she says, I, I do trust you. It's not a trust issue. It's just the way I emotionally feel. In other words, she acknowledged, yes, I'm a good driver, the husband. And you have good fle- f- reflexes, and you're fine. But she's still insisting I slow down because it's making me nervous. And it goes without saying that, that he felt um, I am a, a safe driver. I may be a little bit aggressive on the road, uh, but it doesn't make me feel nervous. Um. So And even when I slow down, because my, my wife asked me to slow down, I'm still driving somewhat faster than she would like. And for a long time, Aaron, Rabbi Aaron Lane says that he didn't understand in his mind why she's so anxious about that. But something changed. What happened was, is one day a shul member drove him and other members to, to, a, to a base of Chaim they had to go to. The man was a good and experienced driver, too but very often would accelerate and stop abruptly when he approached other cars. And that driving style made him very nervous. And he said, I wasn't intellectually worried about his driving ability. I knew he was a good driver, but I was emotionally tense and from his driving. And then it became clear to him what his wife was trying to tell him. I trust you, you're a good driver, but I still feel uneasy. So then he was machlet, he made a decision, I will try to drive more slowly. Whenever my wife's in the car, I will drive more slower. And he likes to drive faster, but when his wife is in the car, he will, as a principle, drive slower, because it makes her feel nervous. It doesn't have to be rational. So again, that is the idea, the idea of having that new healthy mindset, understanding the difference between the male-female nature that we talked about at length in previous shihurim, talking about new mindsets, talking about being done with having humility, understanding that I may have needs, like in the Bungal colony story, I need rest, she needs rest. I need rest, he needs rest. And we have to figure out a way to work on it together and to care about each other's feelings and work with each other, to give to each other. And that creates a beautiful, enhanced, deep friendship and a deep marriage that everyone could be too. everyone could achieve and could accomplish. We need to have that positive mindset. We could do it. It doesn't have to be on cruise control. It doesn't have to be where this is just the way it is. Or like we said before, it does not to be that you're just surviving, but that you're actually thriving. Bracha